Music. It has the ability to take you places where other art forms just can't. A trip down memory lane to love's lost and to places that you've only visited through the power of song. It can even transport you through time and space. Today, we're looking at some of the weirder side of this sonic power, a look into songs specifically about beings from beyond the stars. So crank it to 11, and let's get weird. What's up, you spectacular weirdos? And welcome to the Weirdoverse. I'm your host, J.D. Ross, and you are tuned into Weirdwide, your favorite digital cult. I hope everybody's week is going well. Uh, last week, I apologize. I had to miss a week. Uh, I was having a bit of a rough week. You know, there are a lot of things that just it seemed like it was a little extra stressful. Uh, it just seemed like it wouldn't end. and I just had to take a little bit of a breather, but I'm back. I'm excited to be here with all of you. Uh, sometimes all a man needs is a microphone and his little digital cult. I am excited, though. I've been working on a couple uh, background things for the show, uh, a couple of the admin things that just always get away from me. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to you know, kind of roll some of that out soon for you guys. Uh, and I hope you guys all dig it. So with such an intense week behind me, I thought it would be fun to go with a little bit of a, a less serious topic today. Uh, one that combines two loves of mine, music and the subject of creatures from, from beyond, beyond the stars. stars. And now here's human music hmm. human music i like it and we can afford to let our hair down just a little bit uh because i'm also hoping to be dropping another apocalypse watch episode this week hopefully this week as a bonus episode uh so we're aiming for both sides of the seriousness coin so look out for that uh, for those of you just discovering Weird Wide right this moment apocalypse watch is one of the show's ongoing series where we take a look at current potentially apocalyptic events as they're unfolding so join me for that watch out for that if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the weirdness that i'm slinging make sure to head to the official website www.weirdwide.com subscribe to the mailing list so you get new episodes will be sent immediately to you as you drop you don't even have to go searching for them and if you prefer to get weird with me on youtube hit that subscribe button hit that little bell so that you get notifications as soon as episodes hit all right so before we get into today's topic Let's check in with the face of Weirdwide. Everyone's favorite little disembodied alien, Larry. Larry, I feel like the people at home need to know, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, who is your favorite band? My favorite band? <laughs> Has to be UFO. I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know if a lot of our listeners are gonna get that joke. There's a band called UFO. I'm an alien. It's a solid joke. Even for unevolved monkeys. Fair enough. Fair enough. And if any of you other unevolved monkeys at home want to send a question in for Larry, email the show at weirdwidepodcast at gmail.com, and Larry will answer your questions on a future episode. All right, enough nonsense. Let's get to it. All right, so today we're going to be looking at songs that are inspired by the concept of extraterrestrials. Uh, from brilliant works of musical genius to fun sci-fi inspired and some of the weirdest shit that's ever been recorded. We're going to be all over the cosmic expanse that is music today. 
Now, this is definitely not a comprehensive list. I'm sure there are a shitload of songs that fit this bill that are being left off today. So if you have a favorite song about aliens and it got left off the list, make sure to send it to me. I love discovering new music anyway, and I would love an introduction to uh, some songs that have this theme to it. All right, so we're going to start off a little bit weird here. We're going to start off a band with a band that a lot of you probably haven't heard of. And that's okay. A lot of people haven't. We're starting off with the Meteors. They have a little bit of an ongoing mythos in their music about aliens. So the Meteors are a British psychobilly band, considered one of the first psychobilly bands in existence. Uh, some would probably argue that that goes to the Cramps. Uh, that's not what we're here for today. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck was first. Uh, I like the Cramps. I like the Meteors. Don't know which one came first as far as Psychobilly. Now, Psychobilly itself fuses together elements of punk, rockabilly, and a lot of times elements of horror, specifically the cheesy over-the-knob late show style horror. Now, one of the running elements in the mythos that the meteors created references Zorch, which is, from what I can tell, the homeworld of an alien race called the Zorch. Now, I'm not an expert on these guys, but I know of at least three songs that involve the Zorch mythos. So we're going to start with Attack of the Zorch Men. Attack of the Zorch Men tells the story of when the Zorch Men invade Earth. Driven by a very surf rock inspired riff with an ever-present slow marching beat that signifies that the army as they slowly but persistently walk the Earth. The Zorch Men invade as hive-minded creatures who serve their purpose unquestioningly. Now, the Zorchmen begin attacking the unsuspecting humans as they make their way through the cities of the Earth, blasting gamma ray guns and saying the word Zorch, Zorch, Zorch over and over. And the song ends with the line, you know when the Zorchmen get you because you will start to say Zorch, Zorch, Zorch. This combined with a line that they want to rule the cosmos and every living thing means that the Zorch expand their numbers by assimilating other species into their collective, not unlike the Borg from Star Trek. Resistance is futile. Now, because of another song in the mythos, we know a little bit about the leadership on the planet Zorch and the culture there. Because of the song Queen of Zorch, we seem to get the Earth invasion from a slightly different perspective. The queen seems to be the supreme leader of Zorch, and therefore any planet that Zorch has conquered. So as they conquer more planets, more, more of her empire grows, and the queen is the ultimate leader of the Zorch. With billions of Zorch men that are loyal to her to the death, the queen commands her vast empire with an iron fist. And apparently her majesty really wants to get Earth. I don't know. I don't know what's so fucking special about this fucking planet, but the queen of Zorch really wants to add Earth to her collection of assimilated planets. From what I can tell, we really don't know what the Queen of Zorch, or even the Zorchmen themselves, look like. So it's completely up to the listener what they picture in their heads. Me personally, I picture the Zorchmen as all looking kind of the same, like all pretty much the exact same. Uh, maybe green, maybe a little bit cheap looking. Like something you'd see in a cheap sci-fi movie from the 50s with their gamma ray guns shooting with the old 50s-style gamma ray noise. The queen herself is an entirely different story. I picture her as a real-life and possibly more terrifying version of Beth on Rick and Morty. Remember that one where they went to the couples counseling and Beth turned into the giant, the giant creature as, as how Jerry saw her? That's kind of how I picture the queen of Zorch. Now, you're probably thinking the exact same thing that I was at this point. Is there anything fun to do on the planet Zorch? 
Is it all just droning on and on about Zorch, Zorch, Zorch? Or is there some kind of benefit to it? Much to my delight, and hopefully yours, the Meteors had an answer for such a question. Because of the song Surfing on the Planet Zorch, we know that surfing is a major sport there, if not the only sport. There's apparently a large surfing community on the planet Zorch, and the sand is black and the waves are orange. I just fucking love that a bunch of weird dudes just put together this whole weird universe just through their music. And because their style of music has a lot of surf rock influence, they just threw in this bit where surfing is just such a massive thing happening on this planet full of intergalactic conquerors. I also wonder if like on the show Parks and Rec, if uh, Zorch was a bit of an inspiration for one of the ongoing characters on there, which was uh, the cult that worshipped a uh, lizard being called Zorp. It's like close enough that I wonder if they were like, yeah, we can, we can get away with that. All right. Now, moving on away from the Zorchmen, we got to take a look at Ace Freely. Ace Freely is the classic guitarist from Kiss and had the Spaceman persona. And so much of his solo work has the space vibe to it. Now, his first project after leaving Kiss was called Freely's Comet, with the second album being Second Sighting. So it's all about like it's all about space and all about that kind of shit. Now, while most of his solo and post-Kiss work had a distinctly sci-fi vibe, it wasn't until 2014 that Freely released the most blatantly alien-inspired work with the album Space Invader. The title track of the album tells the story of, you guessed it, the, the Space Invader. Now, while it does sound like it has some sinister overtones to it, it's actually about the Earth being saved by a godlike space being. With some lyrics like, you know this planet has been in trouble, for a thousand years, and we've all been blind. There's no time to waste. Give up the struggle. We must embrace our host. Give it up for the space invader. He comes from distant galaxies. I fucking love Ace. I just feel like Ace was like probably pushing for a little bit more of a sci-fi vibe with all this kind of shit. And the other guys were just like, fuck you. So he was like, fine, I'm going to do this shit on my own. Fucking Ace. And, this, and the song is actually fucking badass. I mean, it's got a really bitching guitar riff to it. Ace Freely. I mean, I'm just saying, into the new millennium. Still got it. Now, while I will say it is a gnarly song, you can't help but like get the vibe that he's kind of presenting it kind of autobiographically. Like, he thinks of himself as the space invader come to save the planet from itself, which, I mean, come on. At the end of the day, you're also still just the guy from Kiss. All right, so for this next song on this list, we're going to get into more of the stoner rock arena with one of my favorite bands, Monster Magnet. You could actually probably pick a couple songs from Monster Magnet's catalog that fit this bill. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead might be one of them, Atomic Clock even. But the song we're going to look at for this one is called Space Lord. Space Lord is the song that put Monster Magnet on the map in the mainstream in the late 90s. It's also got this weird thing where like the the chorus kept it was supposed to be Space Lord motherfucker, but they kind of like made it radio friendly. So it's just Space Lord mother mother. And I think it sounds cool either way. Now, the song itself seems to tell the tale of a space of a space god who's a little bit more on the malevolent side than the Ace Freely version, where an all powerful intergalactic being is telling his tale to the people of what you assume to be Earth. I do love the background on this song because it didn't actually like apparently because Dave Windorf, the lead singer of Monster Magnet, didn't seem to like set out to write a song specifically about an alien god. Basically, the way that this song came to be is 
Dave actually had hurt his knee and had to take some time off. So in true rock star fashion, Dave apparently spent some time healing at a dominatrix's apartment in, in New Orleans. Now, while he was there, the record company apparently sent some pressings to him from Europe and Germany, uh, where they refer to Dave as a space lord. And apparently the dominatrix saw that and took a little bit of offense to it. A dominatrix, used to being in the uh, dominant position, apparently decided to taunt him a little bit and said to him, So, you think you're a space lord? To which Dave responded, Someday, when I can walk, I'm going to make you pay for taunting me by writing a song. So that's where the inspiration for it comes from, which I fucking love. True rock star fashion. Dave Windorf, maybe one of the last true rock stars. Now, with a lot of Monster Magnet songs, the lyrics can be a little bit cryptic. But if you take the chorus and deconstruct it a little bit, you start to get a little bit of a picture for what's going on here. I left my throne a million miles away. I drink from your tit. I sing the blues every day. Now give me the strength to split the world in two. I ate all the rest, and now I gotta eat you. Followed by the breakdown part. I lost my soul when I fell to earth. My planets call me to the void of my birth. The time has come for me to kill this game. Now open wide and say my name. Fucking gnarly, fucking badass. To me, the vibe I get from it is the Space Lord has come to a point where it's time to just destroy the Earth. It's time to bring the whole thing crashing down. Fucking love it. All right, now moving on from Space Lords, both good and bad. We're going to get into a little bit of the weirder side of this list. With a band that I admit I have just recently started to properly discover. Uh, they, they've been around since the early 90s, at least, maybe even sooner. Uh, they're a band from Belgium called Lords of Acid. Don't give me shit if I'm supposed to have known about them before. I just started discovering them, and I fucking dig them. Now, Lords of Acid are from Belgium, and a lot of their lyrics are very sex and drug tinge, very uh, debaucherous, very uh, sexy, very, like, a lot of horny shit going on, and a lot of upbeat sound to mix with it. All in all, it brings together a really interesting, horny vibe to it. But one track in particular from their album, Our Little Secret, takes the song about space aliens into a really kind of slightly disturbing direction. Now, while we've talked about, like, the invaders and we've talked about the space lords on this one, this is one where the human character from the song really kind of takes control, but in a way that you really wouldn't expect. This song is about a woman being abducted by aliens, getting fucked by said aliens, but being less than satisfied because the aliens have small dicks. I shit you not, man. Like Lords of Acid has to be so accurate. I, I guarantee you they took acid all the time and came to come up with some of this shit. Let me just read you some of the lyrics here. There I was smoking grass, feeling sexy in the sun, sun in my buns in the sun, playing with myself out in the sun. See, it's all sex tinged. It's all just about, it's all about like, honestly, it's all about some sexual empowerment and I fucking dig it. I was pretty far out as I started to shout when a dildo from Mars swinging from a cloud came rushing down, landing on the ground. I was freaking out to which the, which it jumps into the chorus out in space. They're a sexy race, but aliens are not my piece of cake. Androids have such little dicks. Martians don't give me no kicks. There's just no kick with a little dick. And it goes on to talk about how they're dirty, rot how they're rotten little mean, horny sex machines. They have a dildo shaped ship. And it seemed like she was having fun with the whole thing, but just basically kind of laughed them off because they couldn't satisfy her because all the aliens had little dicks. As a weirdo myself, no idea how anybody comes up with shit like that. 
but I fucking love it. Like I challenge you to name another scenario, music, movies, TV, anything where the situation is alien abduction, but it goes to this point where she fucks the whole crew and is just unsatisfied because they have little dicks. I fucking love it. All right, now moving on from the weird, I feel the need to mention this next band. Uh, This is a band that I have a very special love for. Uh, They're from Dayton, Ohio. They are a band called the Jackalopes. Been a fan of them for years. Uh, Even got to interview uh, the Reverend Chad Wells, the lead singer of the band, on a previous podcast that I hosted. And I consider Chad a friend at this point, so special love for them. And just a side note on it, Chad has a new band called the Creepy Crawlers. Their Their new EP is out. Brand new band. Fucking rules. Check them out. But the song specifically from the Jackalopes, Mama Saw Martian. So the song tells the tale of a child who seems to have been born by being impregnated by an alien. As far as I know, not a little dicked alien, but I don't know. Wasn't there. So the character in the song, his mom and dad are driving. They're fighting one day and they see an alien. Mama saw a Martian, right? Well, the Martians send a beam at the mom and the mom gets pregnant. And that's why and that's where the character in the song comes from. It's a fucking gnarly song. It's just like pure horror punk bliss, and I fucking love it. All right, now speaking on the horror punk side, we're going to stay on horror punk for a little bit here. Wednesday 13. Uh, I guess at this point, he's probably, you could even consider him a little bit metal too. Punk, horror metal, horror punk, whatever the fuck he is. Now, Wednesday released an album in 2015 called Monsters of the Universe, Come Out and Plague. And there's actually a couple songs on here that could have made this list. Uh, There's a song called Into the Crop Circle, Badass. A song called Serpent Society, which I'm pretty sure is about lizard people. And Astro Psycho Galactic Blood Drive. But the standout song to me on this album, especially when it comes to the subject of aliens, is a song called Keep Watching the Skies. And this song, it seems to describe the classic alien invasion scenario, uh, but also with a little bit of the paranoia that's associated with people like me who are searchers, uh, people that look for the crazy look for the ufos look for the aliens look for the truth to be revealed with the chorus going we are the nightmares that you cannot dream an intergalactic killing machine an eye is upon you the future is doomed all hypnotized by the hollow moon fucking badass the whole thing seems to be about how we've been lied to from uh, the you know since we were young all our lives we've been lied to aliens have been watching they've been here they've been planning some shit it's all got the whole it's got the whole package for me and it's wrapped up with this badass metal jam that just fucking it just works it works for the whole thing and then the breakdown has like a bunch of like actual news reports of like newscasters talking about ufos and if aliens actually do exist questioning their existence now while we're on the subject of wednesday 13 you could also go back to his previous band the frankenstein drag queens from planet 13 specifically again there's a couple songs you could choose from specifically though a song that was inspired by the namesake movie plan nine from outer space if you haven't seen plan nine from outer space it's considered one of the worst movies ever made but it's like weirdly good it's like probably the best bad movie you've ever seen and the whole thing tells this this tale of a convoluted plan for these aliens to conquer earth by showing up and raising the dead to create a zombie invasion so the zombie invasion is really so the zombie invasion is because of the aliens who are here to conquer so their plan is to raise the dead zombie invade kill everybody that way take over earth song basically runs the exact same gamut and now while we're still on horror punk you cannot leave out one of the most classic horror punk bands to ever grace the stage the misfits now because the misfits kind of make their like their whole thing is really 
a bunch of musical homage to the old sci-fi, old horror genre. They have a lot to choose from here. You could take Teenagers from Mars. And again, uh, you know, and, and it's not even, it's actually like just this moment where I'm realizing like how much like the alien and the sex, like how much the alien and the sex situation meet. I was just so thrown by the Lords of Acid song about the little dick situation uh, that I didn't even put it together until now. I was just so fixated on the Lords of Acid song. But Teenagers from Mars is basically about a bunch of teenage aliens showing up in Arizona looking for other teenage, like looking for teenage humans to inseminate and to theoretically spread their seed to Earth. And then another classic Misfits song from the Danzig era, I Turned Into a Martian. Now, this one takes a slightly different approach than usual, where it's not about aliens showing up. It's about a guy who becomes a Martian and then proceeds to make himself known amongst the humans. I walk down city streets in an un on an unsuspecting human world, inhuman in your midst. Well, this world is mine to own because I turned into a Martian. You know, another classic horror punk jam that is just, it still holds up to this, to this day. Now, while we're on the Misfits, uh, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot to say about this one, but when the, there, if you don't know about the whole situation with the Misfits, there was a whole breakup situation, a lot of drama. Like, okay, like it seems like hair bands and punk bands just always have the worst drama when it comes to shit. So the Misfits broke up, and then I think it was in the 90s at one point, they got back together, but Danzig didn't want to join them. So Doyle and Jerry, the guitarist and the bassist, uh, they hired a different singer, Michael Graves. Now that happens, you know, there's the Van Halen, Van Hagar situation. There's a bunch of situations where that happened. But the, the true controversy comes from really who Michael Graves, the replacement singer, turned out to actually be. Uh, unfortunately, because here's the thing. They made two albums together. I didn't think they were that bad. I think the first one was better. I think they kind of went downhill on the second one. Had its moments, though. But Michael Graves turned out to be kind of an absolute piece of shit. Uh, Michael Graves turned out to be this, like, fucking weird Nazi uh, punk Republican kind of person. So he's, like, out there spreading a bunch of bullshit, which, uh, to my understanding, has only gotten worse as that kind of shit has only seemed to get worse lately. We really are just repeating history, aren't we? Like, uh, we're just we're a regressive fucking species, aren't we? Maybe we need aliens to show up and just fucking end it all. Or just unsatisfyingly fuck us all with little dicks. But separating the art from the artist, because here's the thing, this one song is still a bit of a jam. One of the songs on the, on the first album that they did with Graves, American Psycho, the song Mars Attacks, which is an homage because, again, the Misfits love to do the homage. So it's an homage to Mars Attacks. Not the movie, but the original, like, trading card game. Like, where the movie originated from. And it basically tells the story of the Martians showing up, attacking, and then we start to win the fight again, and then we actually blow Mars up. So, say what you will about Michael Graves. He's a piece of shit, but that song kind of slaps. Don't you hate when that happens? All right, now let's move on to something a little bit weirder here. Looking at a song called Hat Too Flat by Walter Becker. Walter Becker, who was uh, part of Steely Dan. Uh, I, I don't really know much about Steely Dan. I really don't even know much about Becker, to be honest. Uh, I just know that he did a solo album. Uh, and it wasn't even that great of an album. It had a couple good tracks on it. But he did it was 11 tracks of whack. I, this dude was on so many drugs. Like I said, some of the album is good. Most of it is kind of shite. 
but it had a couple standouts. And one of the standouts involves aliens. Now, Hat Too Flat references, I don't even know how, I don't even know how Walter Becker came up with this shit, but Hat Too Flat references aliens coming to Earth. And they're actually, they're not coming with an invasion angle. They're not coming with any of that. They're showing up to enlighten the earthlings. They're showing up to, you know, kind of make contact with us, learn more, teach us more. But they're in the stage of showing up where they can't just make themselves known. So they try to blend in. They come from a planet called Arcturus. Okay. Now follow me here because this is, this is weird as shit. So they show up and they try to blend in. But they keep giving themselves away and they keep giving themselves away because of and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the very first weird wide episode, but they they show up. And they have this they have this weird fashion thing on Arcturus where their hats are like extremely flat. They wear really flat hats that just look really weird to humans. And they just no matter what they do, can't get that like as enlightened as they are as intelligent as they are they just can't get this one concept through their head that you need to stop wearing these weird flat hats if you're going to be amongst the earthlings because every time they show up and people see them with those they get immediately suspicious and they can never get anywhere with their weird little plan of enlightenment one of the verses even mentions like the fashion forecast on arcturus uh virtual raincoats are coming back um but hats as always will be flat like, it's like this weird thing that the Arcturians just love. Like I said, I don't know what kind of drugs Walter Becker was on. But, like, to come to this, like, to, to, to paint this weird sonic lyrical picture is nothing short of, like, strange genius, in my opinion. All right. And lastly, I had to save this one for last because I feel like this is actually the, as far as, like, all things concerned, this final song about aliens might be the best one on this list, uh, both musically and lyrically, and even just like from an originality perspective. Astronomy by Blue Oyster Cult. First released on their 1974 album Secret Treaties. I'm pretty sure Secret Treaties refers to like alien human treaties that are not out in the open. Their song was written by uh, their producer and the apparent mastermind behind their entire image, Sandy Perlman, based on poetry called The Soft Doctrines of the Imaginos. Now, in astronomy, the character of Imaginos comes to realize that he has a heritage as an altered human. Okay, so he's like, it's like a hybrid situation, which join me for future episodes. We'll definitely be talking about the human hybrid situation. But basically, the idea of extraterrestrial and human coming together to form altered humans. Now, the song refers to the aliens specifically. Not They're not talking about gray aliens or like lizard people. They're talking about the less invisibles, which I don't know what the fuck they're, they're supposed to look like. I assume that's like some of the more enlightened type aliens. I don't fucking know. But Imaginos is basically taken kind of through history to different key events where he finds out that he kind of ends up through the this weird time travel situation that he is actually playing like le key roles in history that eventually lead to the outbreak of World War One, which will then eventually lead to other cataclysmic events that are all predetermined throughout this whole weird mythos. 
A lot of celestial objects are mentioned throughout the song. The light that never warms refers to the moon. The queenly flux refers to the constellation Cassiopeia. My dog, fixed and consequent, refers to Sirius, the dog star. It's just this whole complicated thing that, again, so many drugs had to go into the creation of this. This is one of those things where it's like there's either a lot of drugs and they're just spewing absolute nonsense and poetry. Or like they know something that we don't know and they were trying to warn us lyrically. It's kind of like one of those songs where like the more you listen to it, the less you really understand. At least that's how I take it. Great song, but it's like one of those ones where it's like you feel there's like a lot going on there and there really is. And it doesn't necessarily even have to make sense. Well, that's the list that I have. Like I said, if there's any others that uh, you want to check out, if there's any others you want to send me to check out, you think that I missed, should have made the list, send them to me. I also, uh, for a little extra treat here, I actually put together a Spotify playlist for the songs that are featured in this episode. So if you want to check those out and listen to them, by all means, those are available for you. That's in the episode description. So again, if there are any that I missed, send them my way. Don't forget, like I said up top, go to the official website, www.weirdwide.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get episodes as they're released. If you want to check me out online, I'm on TikTok and Instagram as Dudas Weirdo. Don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps the show, really helps with exposure. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to leave a comment. Let me know what you think. You can also email me at weirdwidepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune in next week for another installment of Strangeness. And until then... Keep it weird.